Hey folks, Armin Hammer here, and right off the bat, I wanted to say thank you to everybody that watched our live 19.2 announcement reaction thing that we did last night. That was a lot of fun, right up until the point that we got uh, pulled off of YouTube, and it turns out YouTube isn't down with you live streaming other YouTube videos uh, for a long period of time. So we ended up basically switching from 19.2 to 16.2 for a short period of time, maybe a few minutes, and uh, that was just a few minutes too long. So YouTube cut the feed out. Now, we came back and then the feed cut out again because Bowie the Wonder Puppy decided to chew on the landline that I ran across the house in order for us to have a, uh, a stronger upload speed. So either way, just a couple minor speed bumps, easy to fix, and I hope that you guys are gonna join me next week for a 19.3 live reaction, just like we did for 19.1 and 19.2. But either way, right now, let's talk 19.2. So 19.2 was announced last night and it is almost exactly the same as 16.2 except for one kind of major change for most of us which is that instead of having just that first four minute window in order to complete that first set of the 25 toes to bar, 50 double unders and 15 squat cleans, uh, in order to earn your next four minute window, which really honestly just meant that a lot of people had a four minute workout, what is now the solution to that is everyone gets the first eight minutes to do the 25 toes to bar, 50 double unders, 15 squat cleans, 25 toes to bar, 50 double unders, and then the 13 squat cleans at the heavier weight. And I think that's a really positive change. It doesn't make any difference to the top end athletes. If you look at someone like Cole Sager, or if you look at someone like you know Pat Melner, or uh, on the women's side, you know Katrin Davisar or Brooke Wells, to these top, top athletes, this workout is five rounds for time, and every one of those rounds is gonna be done very, very quickly, and they're gonna be finishing well under the time cap. But for normal people, like you and me, when we look at that eight-minute workout, when we look at that second set of cleans, that was always, you know, getting past that was, was really a huge hurdle. So making it so that everyone gets that eight minute workout and everyone gets the opportunity to potentially push into the second round, maybe get into the toaster bar, maybe into the double unders, perhaps even into those cleans where they would not have before, I think that's a hugely positive change. The real question to me is, where does a repeat like this fit into the context of modern CrossFit? And by modern, I just mean the, the version of competitive CrossFit we are in right now. Because over the past 10 or 12 years, there has been a crazy sort of fitness arms race. And that was mainly being driven, and is still being driven to a certain extent, by Dave Castro and his programming for the Open, Regionals, and the Games. He was sort of pushing the envelope and athletes were able to respond and, and many times exceed his expectations over what they're actually capable of. So when you take a workout that's three years old, a workout from the 2016 CrossFit Games Open, which by the way, to be perfectly clear, I love this workout. I think this workout is, is exceptionally well-written as a, a workout, as a competitive event, as something that can separate really good athletes from really great athletes. I think it's, it's really a fantastically well-written exercise in you know the, the sort of testing of fitness. But the question should be asked is, 
isn't as good of a test right now as it was three years ago. Of course, the answer to that is not going to be clear until after all the workout scores are submitted and okayed in the middle of next week, but I think we can make a couple of predictions just based off of where we were in 2016 and where athletes are right now. In 2016, only 34 men finished this workout. That is a, that is a, a very elite group of individuals. That is, that is an athleticism and a fitness level that is exclusive to the fittest people on the planet and absolutely separate from any other type of test of fitness out there, which is yet another reason why I love this workout. On the women's side, we saw 61 athletes complete this workout. And again, we're talking a drop in the bucket when we're looking at a couple hundred thousand competitors, but that is a major difference. And I think that difference is going to be magnified this year more than it was even in 2016. And take a look at where we were on the men's side of the leaderboard with 16.2. Like I said, there are 34 athletes that finished the workout, but there were about 100 athletes who were within just three reps of finishing the workout. And at that point, three reps finishing this workout is about, let's say, on the slow side, 45 seconds of difference improvement across the rest of the workout, 45 seconds over 20 minutes, which is absolutely doable considering from like a Friday attempt to a Monday attempt, many people on on 19.1 were 30 to 40 seconds faster on a workout that is, is really just a soul-crushing event. And then add in three years of getting stronger and maybe adding in some more of these like high interval workouts, then it, it makes sense to me that we're gonna be seeing, you know, maybe 100 athletes finish on the men's side this year, whereas we only had 34 on the men's side uh, in 16.2. The real interesting thing is when we take a look at the women's leaderboard. You see, on the women's side, 61 athletes finished this in 2016, but the fastest women's times were way faster than the fastest men's times. In fact, Cara Saunders, who back then, Cara Webb, won this workout in 16.2, she finished it so quickly that she actually had more than that last four minute segment left over. She finished it before she even got into the final four minute segment. I think her final time was like 15.07. So she was way ahead of the curve when it came to this particular workout. And the women in CrossFit have gotten stronger and stronger at a much greater rate than the men in CrossFit have. For example, we're starting to see female athletes at the top end of CrossFit snatching well over 200 pounds on a regular basis. Back in 2016, really the only athlete that could snatch over 200 pounds or really any sort of major weight over 200 pounds was Cara Webb. And now there are at least five, maybe eight athletes who are regularly snatching over 200 pounds on the women's side of the competitive field. And that is just the tip of the spear. If you kind of extrapolate that into, let's say the top 100 or 150 female athletes in the world, when you look at a workout like this, they're going to smash this workout. So the question is, 
do you change 16.2 when you make it a repeat for 19.2? And I think the answer to that is maybe. Kinda sorta yes, kinda sorta no. On the yes side, the women's weights, I think, were arguably too light even back in 2016, and now, with how much stronger and fitter the average top-end female athlete has gotten, it's certainly gonna be much, much lighter relative to their strengths. On the flip side, it just means that you do the workout faster, and that doesn't really make it any easier. In fact, that arguably makes it harder. So it doesn't really mean that you have to take things to the next heavier level. It doesn't mean that every time you have a workout that sort of gets pushed aside because of just how crazy fit the top end athletes are, there are ways of adjusting that and making it work, but there's certainly a lot of value to keeping the thing the same and having a very, very close approximation in order to compare yourself over time. Well, there you go, folks. Remember, there's a whole lot going on in our space, and it's easy to miss some of the most interesting and exciting stories. That is what I am here for, and I cannot thank you guys enough. We are knocking on the door of 13,000 subscribers on YouTube. It means a lot to me to, to be able to share this with an audience that size. You guys are, are fantastic. All the communication that I get on YouTube, Instagram, all that sort of stuff, I, I really enjoy it, and I cannot thank you guys enough. I actually just got a brand new camera. I don't know, you guys probably won't be able to see what the difference is, um, but it is a slight upgrade from the camera I had previously. And hopefully if that camera gets repaired, then I'll have two cameras. And then I could do like a camera this way and then like a camera that way or whatever. I, I don't really know exactly how that would work, but who knows you guys, who knows? I'll just have like a dedicated camera for BRP right there. It'll be great. Either way, folks, I really enjoy all of your support, and if you enjoyed this content, please like it, share it, subscribe it, uh, you know, tell your friends about it. Let's keep this conversation going. I will see you guys next time. Good luck in 19.2. I know I'm gonna be hitting some singles on those toes to bar so I can maybe kinda inch my way into that third round and hopefully make it to the cleans at that 225. Fingers crossed, everybody. See you later.